The same, honey, when you're not around. I've been spending my time in the old town. I sure miss you, honey. Now you're not around. Now you're not around. This old town. Ah, very good, folks. You're very welcome to Kyologus Crack and uh, getting it going there with uh, Phil Lennett and Old Town. And hard to believe, 31 years. 31 years that he passed away. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. January the 4th, uh, 31 years ago. And uh, if you're ever around Dublin there, you can see his statue. But that video, the video of that is, is excellent too. You can see all around Dublin, uh, great great sights all together. Yeah, yeah, great old video. One of the early days of, of videos, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, did you say he shares an anniversary as he well? Does with indeed, a man yeah. very close to us. Of course. And of course, the, uh, the anniversary of the passing of Eamon, of course. Wow. Yeah, hard so to believe. Coincidence. Indeed, yeah. January the 4th. 
Now, you mentioned Dublin, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later on, but we have a big announcement. been posting it all over social media, and um, speaking of Dublin, kind of Dublin, Balbriggan kind of qualifies, but a man on the line here now to have a chat about the uh, the Ireland Person of the Year for 2017. Big announcement, drum rolls all over the place here. First of all, good morning, Cormac Monaghan, how are you doing? Hi Mark, hi Ken, how are you? Good morning, We're great. Happy New Year. What's the, uh, what's the crack over there in Dublin now? What's the latest uh, news? You just flew in, unfortunately... Uh, for a funeral, where uh, yeah. condolences to you and the family there. But um, thank you. Tell us, uh, yeah. tell us no, what I'm the story is. Uh, Roganstown, North County, Dublin, with my fellow Dublin coaches. Uh, <laughs> North County, Dublin, nice part of the world. Looking out over an 18-hole golf course, it's a bit grey and damp. But uh, no, you probably have more news than I do now. I just got in yesterday at lunchtime. My uncle, uh, a dentist in stores, PJ Lynham. If any of your listeners were ever in this neck of the woods, they would know of him. But uh, he, he passed away, so. Oh. A sad, happy occasion here, and actually, coincidentally, he also shares a unfortunate anniversary now with Eamon and Phil Innes, uh, the fourth of January. Wow! Oh my goodness, which ironically, me. was his fortieth wedding anniversary. So it's interesting the way things work out. But um, anyway, so I don't have much news to tell as I haven't even read a paper since I got here. But I did see that Leinster hammered someone in the rugby last night, which was it did. Zebra, yeah. they're the old Italians, <laughs> 70 to 6, so uh, yeah, yeah. incredible. Well, we yeah. do know you're sitting on some news that uh, we have with bated breath our listeners are right. waiting to hear about, so uh, the floor is yours, Cormac, the, the white smoke is, uh, there's white smoke. Indeed there is, yeah, in 2017 we're making Dublin great again, we're going with a, a Dubliner for the IPOI award, and uh, in our community there are some unsung heroes, uh, there's nothing unsung about this man. He first came to prominence in 1978 when he represented Ireland in the Eurovision. And I remember as a kid watching that at home and uh, one of my first memories of TV at home. But knowing that well, there was something different about this guy, he wasn't just there to make up the numbers. He had an incredible presence about him. And the song he sung that day was, uh, A man was born to do one thing and I was born to sing. And this man certainly was born to sing since then. He has gone on to have the lead role in Phantom of the Opera and Les Mis, among other things. And, uh, of course, I'm speaking about none other than uh, the Phantom himself, Jean Valjean, Colm Wilkinson, who has lived in Toronto Fantastic. since 1989. And, uh, you know, just, I guess we're recognizing the pride and pleasure his musical talents and accomplishments have brought to the, the Toronto Irish community in those years since then. Uh, fantastic. So fantastic. Congratulations. Congratulations to Colm. Congratulations to uh, Cormac, yourself and the committee as well. That's a, that's a great selection. That'll be a great day out. It will. It'll be hard to find uh, a musical act to grace the presence. Uh, but uh, given that the man himself will be on the, the main seat, but um, for sure it'll be a great day out and a man that's very deserving of it. And uh, obviously, you know, Colm could have got this award any, <laughs> any year of the last 20 years, I'm sure. Yeah. But in particular this year, I don't know how many of your listeners would have seen the RTE centenary of the rising uh, TV production, uh, which, you know, as many reviewers wrote, was just sort of epitomized what was best about Ireland. And anyone watching it would just, if they weren't already proud to be Irish, would be, you know, a hundred times more proud at the end of watching it. But then to see one of our own, Colin Wilkinson, take a, a starring role in that production, I think for the Toronto Irish community just was a very proud moment and also for me personally just watching it really mm-hmm. made a much more tangible connection to what was being celebrated so yeah he's just a man of phenomenal talent anyone that hasn't heard well I'm sure everyone has heard him sing but it's uh, yeah. just a, we just wanted to recognise that talent and the pride he's brought to a Toronto Irish oh, that's fantastic yeah 
And I suppose the big question on our minds is, was there a big gap between the votes for us and uh, and Colm? Uh, <laughs> so we've got a lot of work yeah. to do this year. We'd say Paddy Power uh, <laughs> made a killing. All the money your mum and dad put on you. Uh, it's gone, is it? Proven wasted again for another year. Of another year. What's another year? Upper game. What's another year? There you go. Exactly, another Eurovision title. So uh, March yeah. the 5th, uh, yep. Cormac, right? It's, it's earlier this year, fifth, right? Yeah. It's a week earlier than normal. Normally we're a week before the parade. This year, the way that the calendar fell, we're two weeks before. So probably two months from today, I guess, or this weekend. Uh, so, yeah, time for us to start getting bums on seats, as it were, selling some tickets. But uh, it's going to be a, a great event. That's great. And uh, just for those who are who are tuning in and uh, hearing the, the great news about uh, Colm and uh, been the 2017 Irish Person of the Year. So it's at the Hilton again and you can get tickets uh, by emailing ipoytoronto at gmail.com or giving Kitty Freely a call at 905-773-4136. I'd, I'd say that the lines will be busy now uh, on this one. Ah, yeah, hopefully, uh, for sure, it, it's invariably a good day out, and the ticket price is still $65, so it's, uh, aside from the fact that we're getting together to honour a very worthy recipient, it's also uh, a good deal, it's a, a good day out, a good lunch, and uh, generally a good kick-off to the, the March Madness. Would it be fair to be asking Colm now to be doing all the entertainment, like would he do the national anthems and the... <laughs> the songs yeah, at the end was, even the speech is know, we'll, we'll have to get our, our people talking to his people but uh, <laughs> from my brief dealings with Colm in the past he sung uh, a few years ago when we honoured Declan Kelly as IPOI but he's certainly a consummate professional he doesn't just uh, sing at the drop of a hat so no I think uh, he's there to be entertained that day and not entertained so uh, we'll yes, have to one. put our thinking caps on and see mm-hmm. I think uh, having seen him sing one, the U2 song at the RTE Centenary on TV last year. I think uh, short of getting Bono in to sing it, I'm not quite sure how we could uh, top it. I wonder, uh, could we? Maybe you could, while well, you're over there, could. pop around yeah, to Bono's place and just ask him, huh? In a call, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Well, He's probably not doing much else in early March. Well, I'd listen, say not. That's a wonderful segue into the next tune, uh, Cormac, because um, we've got, uh, yeah, from one great Dublin act um, in U2, We've got uh, a tune here lined up, and, and it is, in fact, uh, Colm singing um, his cover oh, version of One. And, um, well, that's an incredible coincidence. Yeah, so there you go. Um, we didn't yeah. even plan it that way, but uh, anyway, no. great, old, yeah. great old tune lined up. Yeah, no, fantastic. And uh, if your viewers, your listeners haven't seen it, just go online and watch the video of it, too. It's just powerful to see the it reaction is. in the auditorium when he sings it. It's just uh, inspiring stuff and it's an inspiring song so I'd get out of the way and uh, let the music roll good man yourself Fair well, play listen, to you. we'll continue to promote the event between now and then and uh, it's, it's going to be a fantastic occasion congratulations to you and your committee and a great selection and uh, really look forward to uh, yeah, and, to the countdown thank you for your help and just on behalf of the committee we just want to congratulate Colin and, and his family and thank him very much for accepting the honour he's a busy man and he had to juggle around some uh, previous commitments in his schedule to be with us on March 5th but uh, yeah, and, we're really proud and honoured he did it just adds a lot to the honour roll of that prestigious trophy for 27 years of someone of his international uh, calibre on it That's great and we look forward to having him maybe on the show next yeah, week for we'll an try and interview. squeeze yeah, him in Ken will we? Yeah we'll try and make some space for him huh? <laughs> and, and, it's, and you have a new member on the committee as well Shane O'Neill We do O'Neill, yeah, he'd be well known to you. We just decided we needed some monster blood there. Uh, relaxing <laughs> a bit of monster passion. So uh, Shane is from Tipperary. He'd be well known to many of your listeners. Uh, he rounded up a hundred people to go to Chicago during the summer for the rugby. So he figured 
any man that's got a, a Rolodex that can uh, get a hundred people to travel to Chicago. Be a good man to have on your committee and uh, help get the word out. So yeah, he's a great addition. Good stuff. Great. Good stuff, Cormac. All right, we're going to roll it here. And, okay, man. Um, well, thank you very much. No problem. Take care, Cormac. We'll see you when you get back. Safe travels, pal. Good, Good stuff. Luck. Okay, thank you, man. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Wonderful. Let's go with it. Is it getting better? Or do you feel the same? Will it make it easier on you now? You got someone to blame. You say, one love, one life, one need in the night. One love, we get to share it, it leaves you, if you don't care for it, oh yes it does, yeah. Did I disappoint you, or leave a bad taste in your mouth?
Great tune there. Deadly stuff altogether. And uh, once again, congratulations to the 2017 Irish Person of the Year, Colin Wilkinson. We look forward to that uh, day out in uh, in March and uh, March 5th at noon at the Toronto Hilton. But from one great to another, and he's off at some big charity event, I think, today. We can hear him in the background. Good morning, Desmond. Desmond, Desmond, we're going to have to uh, get control there. It's way too loud in the background. We can hardly hear you. You'll have to find a better area. Okay, so I'm, I'm actually out in the car. Is that a bit better, Colin? It's brutal. No, not good. Sorry. We'll okay, come back to you. I'll, I'll try, um, can you hear me now? No, whatever it is, there's uh, a crowd or something behind you there. It's really, really loud. Okay. Um, I'm going to call back in again. Okay? We'll call back in. Yep, good enough. All right, fair play. Up a little bit of music here. Ah, Isn't yeah, the beauty of live radio? Ah, right? sure. Now look, if you can't <laughs> find a quiet place to be doing it, huh? Um, Ulster were beaten last night against Saracens in a in a close one. Uh, one of the new rules in in rugby kind of did it. They had a penalty try given oh. against them, so they lost sixteen thirteen. Right. And Connacht went down big time today. The Ospreys took them down twenty nine seven. And then uh, Munster is actually playing Racing today, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that one and we'll give you out uh, an old result. So uh, the other thing I was reading there, uh, Obama is looking to maybe have a trip over to Ireland again. Is he? Yeah. For golf? Yes. Go yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. He is indeed. Yeah. In the near future, he's going to go back over there and uh, play a few rounds of golf. And his eighth cousin over there, your man, Healy, oh. in, uh, <laughs> in County Offaly, yeah, yeah. said that... Um, He'd be happy to have him over to play a few uh, rounds of golf and uh, that maybe Shane Lowry go out and play oh, with I him. I bet he and will. I was thinking maybe we should give we'll out Shane a call and maybe be part we'll of that force. What do you think? Shout, yeah. Huh? We'll have to give that him a shout. What's the quality like now? The quality is good, but I think what's happening is Cormac hasn't hung up. And maybe that oh, was my goodness. Oh, right. All right. Yeah, we so can there text we go. Cormac. All right, then. Well, we'll go on with a bit of music. and then. Oh, no, he's, he's live, is he? He's I'm here. Good man, Desmond. There you go. I've you were trying to line, figure out who was in the back of your car. Uh, no, huh? <laughs> there must have been a party going on in the back yeah. of my car. And I, yeah. I just couldn't see it there. You didn't realise. Yeah, that must have been it. Yeah. There's an awful way to get the new year off, <laughs> off and running, isn't it? Huh? A lot of racket up at the start. I guess we've gone from a silent night to a raucous new year. There you go, exactly. <laughs> Listen, give us the news from Ireland. I will. Thanks very much, lad. Sorry about that. And uh, good morning, folks. <clears throat> Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. Happy New Year 2017, everyone. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning... 
the lady's not returning, or burning, or resigning for that matter. Northern Ireland's First Minister, Arlene Foster, continues to twist in the wind this week, rejecting calls from her Sinn Féin partners in government to step aside or even allow an investigation into her role in a botched green energy programme. Sinn Féin have said that the Democratic Unionist Party leader should step aside during a judge-led independent panel, according to the Belfast Telegraph. <clears throat> Excuse me. The programme saw the government facing a bill of £490 million. Foster says she has done nothing wrong, but a lucid talk online poll of northern voters has found her leadership rating has crashed from 49% to 29%. Foster said this week that, quote, they just want me to go regardless of the fact that there is not a scintilla of evidence of wrongdoing against me. She said she believed in due process and getting to the truth. But Sinn Féin has said that no investigation can go ahead so long as Foster remains in office. The program offered to pay a portion of the costs business had to pay to run eco-friendly boilers. But payouts were too high and there was no cap on payouts. There were reports of abuse with one, former, with one farmer rather, allegedly set to pocket about £1 million over the next two decades for heating an empty shed on his farm. Sinn Féin has warned that it would... Not that it would not only use its power to collapse the executive, if need be, forcing a second assembly election less than two years after the last vote, if need be. Meanwhile, the political games continue as Sinn Féin will be lodging a motion of no confidence in Assembly Speaker Robin, Robin Newton, calling on him to resign on Monday. The party alleges that he allowed Foster to deliver a special statement on the scandal, which every party save her DUP walked out on, without the consent of Sinn Féin First Deputy First Minister Mark McGuinness. In other news this week, Ireland was a very different country back in 1986, as we discover in this week's This Week in Irish History, as we continue our annual look back at the release of state papers from New Year's Eve 2016. The government documents have been under lock and key for the last 30 years, but were released very late last year. We learned that in May of 1986, according to cabinet documents, that the Fine Gael Labour Coalition government had approved the use of some army personnel to administer some leaving and inter-certificate exams at the high school level, and the use of army trucks to transport exam papers in the event of a teacher's strike. Also, a proposal from the Royal Ulster Constabulary for joint vehicle checkpoints along the border was rejected by the Garda This came following long-held requests by the RUC for Garda to hand over terrorist suspects to be questioned by the RUC. 1986 was also the year of the divorce referendum, which was defeated, but in the run-up to it, an Oireachtas committee recommended a comprehensive education program in schools to prepare young people for marriage. However, one civil servant wrote that the training should be focused rather on relationships in general rather than strictly on marriage. Also, British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher was said to be livid that Taoiseach Dr. Gareth Fitzgerald spoke Gaelic at the signing of the Anglo-Irish Agreement in November of 1985. Britain's Secretary of State for Northern Ireland, Tom King, told Ireland's ambassador to London, Noel Dore, that Fitzgerald, quote, suddenly and without warning switched in the middle of his statement in English to saying something in a language with the Prime Minister and British side did not understand, wrote Dore in March of 1986. King said that Fitzgerald, quote, could have been saying anything as we sat there and that it had made some people in Ulster very bitter. In environment news this week, Kildare was named Ireland's cleanest town this week as part of a national survey by the Irish Business Against Litter Group. Ross Common Town came in second with Ashburn County Meath in third place and Waterford in fourth, the highest ranked city. While no area was given the dreaded litter black spot, 
black spot listing this year. The Galvona area in Limerick City was deemed to be the most seriously littered area in the state, with Farron Ree in County in Cork City in second, and Dublin's North Inner City in third place. Well, Ireland's newest citizens entered the world in a big way this past week, with two twin baby boys being amongst the first children born in the new year. The older twin boy was born at two seconds after the clock clock struck midnight, heralding 2017, with his twin brother arriving six minutes later at Dublin's Rotunda Hospital. They weighed 6.17 and 5.9 pounds, respectively. While the names were not released, the name of Northern Ireland's first baby was little Odron McCluskey, who was born at Lagan Valley Hospital in Lisburn at 12.06 a.m. to parents Maraid Irvine and Cormac McCluskey. Back in Dublin, not to be outdone by the rotunda, the National Maternity Hospital's first baby was born on Hollis Street only 48 seconds after the rotunda baby at 50 seconds past midnight, when baby boy Arlo River Elias Kenny, weighing 8 pounds, 6 ounces, was born to to parents Stacey Kenny and a dad, Elton Rooney. Meanwhile, a Limerick baby made quite the arrival a week ago. Interestingly, the little boy's name was also Odron, and mum Anya Laffin had an unforgettable New Year's Day when the boy arrived on the kitchen floor. They had been expecting to do a home delivery anyway, but he arrived three weeks early and weighed in at seven pounds when he arrived at 4.42 a.m. into the waiting hands of his father who had rushed back from Roscommon. And that was the news from Ireland for this week and the first of 2017. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Discover Ireland with great value fares from Aer Lingus. Fly from Toronto to Dublin from $699, that's $699 round trip, including all fees and taxes. Restrictions apply. Great fares are also available from Calgary, Edmonton, Ottawa, and elsewhere for travel between March 1st and March 31st. Smart Flies Aer Lingus. Hurry up and be sure to book by January 16th at www.airlingus.com. That's www.airlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with the, go- with the gang at Keolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, Happy New Year and Slán Go Foil. I can't take it I'm so lonely Gee, I need you so I can't take it And I wonder Why you had to go But baby Every night I wake up crying Tears on my pillow Pain in my heart You on my mind I remember All the good times That we had before I remember Now my heart My very soul Cries out for more And baby All your love for me is dying Dying. Tears on my pillow 
family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282 and just around the corner in Enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. Wonderful. By the way, that was Dickie Rock there, Kenny, that... Uh, Unmistakable. Tears on my pillow. Yeah. I'd say you've had a few over the years, have you? <laughs> huh? Good man yourself. All right. Well, listen. Special guest. Special we do guest indeed. On the line. We do indeed. In uh, what about a month ago, we had um, we also had uh, Jay Barishall on with uh, uh, a movie called Celtic Soul uh, from director Michael McNamara, and once again he's uh, he's at it, and he's got a new documentary coming up on CBC Television this January the twelfth at nine p.m. called Once an Immigrant. And uh, the writer of it is Peter Keelahan. And you definitely know Peter. He's uh, one of these famous actor lads from Canada. And uh, he's been in lots of stuff, including Seinfeld, Murdoch Mysteries. Actually, the list goes on and on. He's been in all sorts of stuff. Huh? The hokey. And uh, he's... Oh, ju- don't stop at the list. Just keep going. Well, we keep uh-huh. going. Good man, he's not, only, he's not only a star of the screen, but a stage as well. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you've well, you've been everywhere, Peter. Hey, first of all, thank you for pronouncing my name correctly. I think you may be the first person that ever done it. Uh, how sure do you pronounce it? How do you pronounce it? The same way? Well, most people say Kelligan. Oh, okay. G. No, no. Most people the hard say, G. A lot of people say Callahan. Oh, listen. You said it properly with the Kelahan. You're always welcome on this show. God bless you. You'll hear it properly. Thank you. There you go. So uh, I had a, a sneak peek at this documentary, and I have to say to all our listeners you can't miss this on CBC it's lovely it, it really is a lovely uh, lovely piece of work Peter oh thank you congratulations thank and you. Uh, why don't you give us a little flavour of it here now and how it came about 
Well, it's a, it's a long, twisted story. It, it started months and months ago. We don't have that we, much time now. Hold on. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> it's on Thursday at 9 o'clock. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> um, it, it started many months ago when my mother called me up. It, it was It's her 90th birthday this year, and uh, or last year, 2016. And she said, you know, Peter, there's a lot going on in Ireland with the, with the, with the 100th anniversary of the rebellion. You should do something. So I sort of had a little bug in my head, and I called the most Irish person I knew, which was John Doyle at the Globe and Mail. Um, he's encyclopedic as far as, as, as Indeed, history and everything yeah. else goes. Yes. And we approached the CBC, and uh, they said, yes, let's, let's do something. And then time goes on, and for one reason or another, John has to buy out because of conflict of interest things. And, and then Markham Street, Michael McNamara gets involved, and uh, a great writer named Steve Lucas um, and we go over to Ireland with my mother on the premise that I want to see what is so good about Ireland, why she always calls Ireland home. And it's really a story, it's really a love story for immigration, Canada, my mother, and it's also a bit of a cautionary tale with mm-hmm. kind of right-wing movements happening these days with Brexit and Le Pen and even, you know, what's her name, Kelly Leach. Yes, you know, coming up from the sewers in in Canada, and I think it's it's an important thing to remember what what a great country we have and how we built it and and how it is to where how it got to where it is now. That's great, and uh, as you say, your mother celebrates her ninetieth and uh, has the high tea with uh, with her two sisters as well. And the Gresham. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> wonderful. That's it's it's really nice that way, and you have a great tour in Avon. By a fellow we love, uh, Hector. Yeah. One of our, Hector. He's one of our favorite characters, Peter. Good God, nobody nobody doesn't know Hector. Uh, Everybody knows brilliant. Hector. We had we had to cut out so much of that because <laughs> people, uh, you know, coming up to Hector and oh Hector and oh Hector and yeah, it, it was fantastic how much he loved in that country. Even my aunt said, "Oh my God, you're getting to meet Hector." You know? <laughs> well, you know, I'm here. <laughs> That's right. I know, but yeah. Hector's over there. Now I have to profess I haven't seen it yet. Ken has. As now, but Ken told me before the show there that one of the one of the things is your mum actually never took out her Canadian citizenship. That's right. Yeah, she she immigrated here with my father in 1957 and has been in Canada, has been in Montreal for 60 years, and has never taken out her her Canadian citizenship. And that's part of the premise of the of the documentary is that I'm investigating what is so good about Ireland. Why does she never want to give up her citizenship and yeah. become a Canadian? And on the other hand, we, we kind of had to shorthand my father's story a little bit, uh, simply because we didn't have the time or the money to go to, to Poland, where he's from. Yeah. Um, but he took out Canadian citizenship the first chance he got. But his story is that he's always lived far away from other Canadians. He's never, ever been in the mainstream of any town or, mm-hmm. you know, he's always been on the outskirts in many ways. And that affected myself and my sister a great deal. You know, we kind of, we were last on the bus route and we were... We were always in, you know, in sitting. Our house was in the middle of a field. It's a 250-year-old stone uh, French-Canadian farmhouse in in Quebec that was that literally sits in the middle of a field between two busy streets. And the bus would stop last at our house, and we'd always be on view as people passed. And we were we we were kind of like aliens. And one of the things in the documentary, I asked him, I says, "Well, why did you always live far away?" And he said, "Well, we never had much money, and because we never had much money, I always chose to live in the country." Would you rather live in the ghetto? You know, and he said it's it's his theory that he it's better to be poor in the country than poor in the city. And he's right. You know, he's a very pragmatic guy. 
But my mother's story about not giving up her Irish citizenship uh, is that she absolutely loves Canada. She thinks Canada is the best country in the world. But if you get the queen off the bill, I'm in there. <laughs> <laughs> and so we go into a little bit of a history lesson about the Irish Holocaust, the famine, and um, and what, what you know what happened between Ireland and and, mm. and Great Britain, and a little bit right. about the IRA. We interview we interview one IRA guy, Dan yeah. Morrison, and. Um, we talked to you know a member of uh, um, what are they called? Sinn Fein in Ireland, yeah. yeah Sinn Fein. Yeah. Um, uh, and your man Mar- uh, Norris is on there as well. Yeah, David yeah. Norris is yeah. there. He had to be cut down a lot. I'd oh, say lot yes, he can talk. That's he for sure. He can talk. Yeah, well, no this, doubt about it. This story though really really resonates because I mean we you know we often talk about you know if Ireland are playing Canada in a rugby game or mm-hmm. or some uh, you know if there's an international event taking place. I mean, we as much as we've been here since the late eighties, uh, ninety, that we're still we're still Irish first. You oh, know? Yeah. So it's really it really resonates with yeah. your your mum's story for sure. Like we yeah. talk about going home, or I would to my my kids for sure. I'd be I'm yeah. going home. And well, but when, now home. when I'm in Ireland, I do say I'm going home <laughs> to Canada. Okay, too, that's so. right. okay, yeah. <laughs> and actually, you know, my mother says I'm going home. I'm going home to Ireland. And when we, my sister and I, went this time into Ireland. They the, the common thing was welcome home, right? You know? yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Your I guess they're so used to so many people coming back, so changing many. their roots. There's yeah, no wonderful. no doubt about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up, I mean, did you did you get to Ireland much when you were young, or to Poland even for that? For oh, that sure, moment? yeah. Right. And 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 the the you know we used a lot of my father's eight millimeter uh, footage from the '60s that's in the in the documentary, you know, and that's, it's, it's actual stuff. It's actually me and my sister the first time, the last time we were in Ireland all together, myself, my mother, and my sister. And we were wee things, you know, we were four or five years old. And, um, and so we sort of recreated that a little bit, going back to Navin and bringing my mother to Boyerstown and to, and to the school, etc. Um, and, you know, I've always, I never wanted this to be a, a kind of a vanity project. I didn't want it to be anything like, you know, who do you think you are kind of a documentary, you know, tracing, right, tracing my right, route. Yes, route. Yeah. It was all about immigration and that great wave of immigration from Europe in the 50s, 60s, you know, the baby boomer generations that came over here. And our first premise was that, you know, Ireland created immigrants and Canada is made of immigrants. And That's right. um, mm-hmm. so that it's, it's really a story about immigration and how we got to where we're at now and how fortunate we are that we have a country that embraces all immigrants. And it's like, um, you know, one of our, uh, Luke Murphy, uh, who emigrated from Ireland about 10 or 20 years ago, and he said, it always amazed me when I came to Canada, and they, they, would, you would, they would say, where are you from? Or what's your religion? And he said, my God, we never talked about that in Ireland. That's you right, know? yeah. And it's just a known fact here that yeah. it's not a problem if you're black, white, purple, whatever you're from, whatever your religion is, whatever your sexual orientation is, you're, it's a progressive mm-hmm country and it's i for my mind the best country in the world and i think it addresses the the documentary addresses the the whole immigrant you know picture from my perspective you know i'm there's no way that we i could ever encompass the stories of the syrians and the war refugees and the french canadians and the first nations in this country you know it's just it's, it's such a huge knot it would be a series as opposed to an episode but I think I think that the, the stories and the, and the and the people that I interview, you know, like my my peers that I interview around the table. There's Ted like Dykstra, us, yeah. who's hmm. Dutch, and there's Maria Vakratis, who's Greek, and there's Raoul Benizia, who's 
Irish, uh, Indian, and Grace Lin Kung, who's Taiwanese and uh, uh, Chinese, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so th- 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 there's a lot of common stories around the table that, uh, that we all talk about. One of which is, of course, you know, the drive to succeed in this country. You know, the immigrants come here and they, it's the steam that drives the engine forward. You know, the fact that you, that you get a do-over. You, you, you yeah. get to come here and, and the mistakes of the past and the, and the racism and the, and the sexism or whatever it is, you, or the, you know, the, the, the religion that you left behind is, mm-hmm. is now, you're now free of that. And you get to, you get to start again. And, and part of the, the uh, the lesson for children, I think, of our first generation is that it, it, it you're, you're very motivated to make it better than your parents had it. Yeah. Um, and even after you know the part of the documentary, you know, Ted Dykstra is sitting there and and uh, he says, uh, you know, even after 30 years and all my awards and everything else and the good living that I've made in the arts, my father, as I, my father and myself are sitting down watching the news and Peter Mansbridge is going reading the news and his father says to him, you know, that's a good job. You know, you could yeah. probably do that job, Ted. You could read the news. And my mother does the same thing. You know? <laughs> I've won, you know, five Gemini Awards or whatever it was, and I made a darn good living in this business. So she says, you know, you're a good cook, Peter. You could open a restaurant. <laughs> um, I've done okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Right. I, I, I like the way you had that at the, the dinner table and, and everyone talking <laughs> about their experiences. Growing up, did you ever feel like you were Irish or Polish? Did it oh, ever? Are we? So. In fact, did, the yeah. very first yeah. thing we shot was uh, the St. Patrick's Day parade in Montreal in uh, in March of 2016. We en- we didn't end up using any of it, but we just wanted to. You know, I mean, that was we we were all over the place. We were kind of blunderbussing with what the the real message of this documentary was, and part of it was you know how strong the Irish culture is compared to the Canadian culture, how much they revered their artists compared to how much we revere ours. Another thing was how much everybody embraces the Irish culture, how the affinity between French Canadians and Irish especially, you know, how many Irish emigrated to uh, Quebec, the, um, you know, the commonality with religion and being an oppressed people, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so we went to Montreal and we sort of looked into the ubiquitous Irish pub and uh, it being a kind of an embassy for the country and the people, you know, no matter where you go in the world, you could always... You always—it was always a known quantity what you were getting into with an Irish pub. You know, if you were in Dubai and you saw an Irish pub, that's an Irish pub. And, I, yeah. and sure enough, I was in Greece in March and I went into an Irish pub, yeah. and the guy was from Kilkenny, and you know, he was serving some Jameson. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it's fantastic. You know, so uh, you know, there we were in Montreal, and there were everybody wanted to be Irish. You know, there were there were Sikhs and turbans playing when Irish eyes are smiling and wonderful. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, that's great. Well, listen, we can, uh, for our listeners here, you can catch this uh, documentary, Once an Immigrant, January the 12th at 9 p.m. on our very own CBC, which is uh, which is great. And Peter, we really appreciate you coming on the yeah. show. Thank and uh, where can we catch you? Are you doing anything right now? Other than this documentary, obviously, you're doing anything uh, well, live? I just or? finished a, a whole lot of work, so, you know, I'm coming up again on Murdoch Mysteries. I think that's on in February. My, I do... Um, a recurring character on Saving Hope that's coming up in March. Uh, oh, and I have another series uh, starting on uh, Tuesday of this week on CBC called Working Moms. I have a supporting role in that. So oh, Fair play to you. Well, you've done well. Well done, Peter. <laughs> don't, don't open don't that restaurant. To mammy. Don't, don't, open, listen to don't open restaurants. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and a big congratulations to your mom on her 90th birthday yeah, last fantastic. year as well. Thank you very much. Is she listening, by the way? 
Uh, I don't know. I, I, I oh don't. My she's God, in Montreal. Man. Do they get it in Montreal? Oh, yeah. Should, this, the interweb. The, you the can interweb. get this stuff on the oh, interweb. She doesn't have the interweb. <laughs> right. All, All right, right, Peter. It'll be podcasted if she wants to listen to it, so someone can show her how to do that. Oh, I'll do that then. Yes. Okay. Okay. Fair Thanks play to you. Thanks, Peter. All the best, Peter. Good Thank luck. You. Bye, bye, bye. bye. think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook, and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home, and not too far from home, at 838 the Queen's way in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. In every can of Guinness, 
There's over 250 years of brewing tradition. And a widget. The widget makes every can of Guinness, Guinness. Uh, very good. Well, here we are with the Guinness Community Calendar of Events and the first one of 2017. Well, the St. Patrick's Parade Society launches their Parents in the Six competition. It's a special competition to celebrate the 30th year of the modern day parade. The VIP prize for this competition is two flights from Dublin to Toronto, collection from the airport and a room at the downtown Sheraton Hotel. Tickets to the Grand Marshal's Ball tickets to the parade breakfast and a VIP car in the Toronto uh, parade. To win this amazing prize, all entrants have to do is convince the judging panel that they deserve it in whatever medium they wish. So you can send them an email, a Facebook, a Twitter, an Instagram, the YouTube and thing, or even the old snail mail. And uh, you can uh, get it in and uh, try and get your entry into that and win the prize. So Get in on it, folks. Get at them. St. Patrick's uh, Parade Society is ST, as in St. Patrick's Toronto.com. And you can tweet them at St. Patrick's TO or at Parents in the Six. So you can get in touch with those folks and get your entries in and win two tickets. The Eamon O'Loughlin Irish uh, Canadian Immigration Centre's fifth anniversary. Uh, will be held at the offices there at 44 Victoria Street and it's in Suite 1620 and that is coming up on Thursday, January the 19th from 3 till 7pm and everybody is welcome to come out and uh, celebrate that. On Saturday, February the 4th, from 8pm till 11.30, there's an open door Cayley. Everybody's welcome, beginners and advanced alike. It's been held at the Royal Canadian Legion, 3591 Dundas Street West in Toronto. Tickets are $15. It's a cash bar. There'll be Barry's Irish Tea and home-baked treats. Live music, great dancing. It's all Cayley, Set, and Walson. There's free parking. It is TTC accessible. And for more information, give Geraldine a call at 416-573-1205 or Mary a call at 905-330-7972. And as you heard earlier, Cormac Monroe was on to tell us about the 2017 Irish Person of the Year, Colm Wilkinson. He'll be honoured at the lunch on Sunday, March the 5th at 12 noon at the Toronto Hilton. Tickets are $65 and you can order them at... Uh, by sending them an email, ipoytoronto at gmail.com or give Kitty Freely a call at 905-773-4136 or in fact any one of the committee members, uh, Cormac Monaghan, Angelo Murray, Anne-Marie O'Donnell or their new member, Shane O'Neill. That's it, folks, for the Guinness Community Calendar of Events. Of course, if you have an event, send me an email, ken at saturdayirishradio.com and for more information, you can go into our website, SaturdayIrishRadio.com, and check out all of those events with phone numbers and email addresses and websites and such. Good man yourself. There we go. All right. I did the tunes this week. You time, did. Time for Joe. Oh, of course time it for would Joe. Be. Yeah. Get her uh, by the there. way, who was the shampoo commercial that we just played there a second ago? Oh, that what was, was that uh, sorry, that was the Duskies there now. The Duskies. I kept on the bit of the old Eurovision theme from right. Colm there. 1982, they represented Ireland, and they came in 11th. And uh, I, don't even, I, don't, I don't know how they finished that high, but they did. Unbelievable. Anyway, I went to school with one of them, I yeah. think. You think? I think, Do you yeah. remember her name or I his name? I think it was Elaine. Elaine. Yeah, I think so. All right, fair play yeah. to you. Good yeah. man. All right, go on.
I think I've seen that look before Somewhere, somehow I can't be sure Teresa And though I see it everywhere I close my eyes, it's always there Teresa From that expression you display I think there's something you must say Teresa So stay now, it won't take long It's better over Better job. Don't leave me hanging around if you're just about to tell me to reason. I don't care anymore. I think I'll find somebody else just like I did before. Don't look that way, you're all the same. It's all a joke. So you don't care to look at me Turn away, but I can see Teresa From that expression you display I think there's something you must say Teresa So say it now, it won't take long It's better over, better done Lovely Joe, <laughs> Mark dancing around the studio. It's it's she it's could not unbelievable how much still. you love that man. Can't sit it's, still listening to him. I don't know. Is. I don't know. It's like Something a drug. Else. It's a bit like a drug. Yeah. Well, we keep her going here with more music. Yeah, Monster uh, are leading Ooh. Racing ninety two at halftime by twenty five to nil. So twenty five nil at halftime. Yeah. And during the week, Spurs beat Chelsea two nil. <laughs> you had to get that just in. in case you know Jay might. Yeah. You know, and I'm wearing my colours today too. You are. You have the Spurs jersey on. There you go. And I see uh, United beat poor old Reading there. Yap Stam's visit back to oh, Old Trafford. Right, yes, four yes. nothing. And Rooney tied Bobby Charlton's record. 249 goals for United. Some going. And as I say, who cares? Huh? Keep her going there. <laughs> Bit of music. by the land working hard never seeing flowers grow he just asks for what is right like so many in the fight 
The only comfort is the faith in God he knows. There comes a time when we should all join together. There comes a time when we should open up our hearts to the thought of unity. When helping you is helping me to bring more happiness to the Irish way. Cut her short there a little bit um, so that we can play one more tune and we're going to go out with a Colin Wilkinson tune. Um, great great rendition of The House of the Rising Sun. Lovely. And, uh, congratulations to him. Thank you, Cormac, for uh, using the show as a vehicle to make the big announcement. And um, yeah, we'll see everyone down at the Hilton Hotel on March the 5th. March the 5th. And uh, also thank you, Peter Keelahan. Very interesting interview. And um, that's her, pal. That's it for another day. The first one of the new year. Yeah. We're getting good at it. Oh, not bad now. Yeah. All oh. right, folks. Slon. They call the rising sun. And it's been the ruin of many a poor boy. In God, I know I'm one. My mother, she was a tailor. And she sold my new blue jeans. My father, he was a gambling man Way down in New Orleans Now the only thing that a gambler needs Is a suitcase or a trunk And the only time that he is satisfied Is when he rolls on drugs Programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. This is